Welcome to the Information Entry Podcast, where we combine the world of science and comedy to bring you a unique and entertaining listening experience. Each episode, we explore fascinating scientific concepts and theories, all while interdicting a healthy dose of humour and levity. Whether you're a science enthusiast or just looking for a good laugh, there's something for everybody on the Information Entry Podcast. So join us as we delve into the mysteries of the universe and have a few chuckles along the way. You can follow us on Twitter, at InfoEntryPod on Instagram, that's InformationEntryPod, and Spotify on iTunes, or wherever you get your spot, your podcasting needs, we'll be there lurking, waiting for you to listen to us. <laughs> uh, and if you can, give a rating. Um, that'd be great. It, it makes people want to listen to you more when you've got a few golden stars next to your name. Uh, my name is Mitchell, and I am joined, as per usual, by Tom Jenks. How Hello. are you? Damn good, mate. Is uh, that a new? Is that another like AI intro? Oh yeah, mate. I'm loving it. Loving yeah. it all over the AI stuff. No, it's half. It's half and half because I always find like it, it never gets 100. percent But the bulk, uh, it's the skeletons that should we say, the framework of the intro. It, yeah, it, it builds quite nicely. Put some meat on. Yeah, yeah. Like all good frameworks. Uh, today's episode, we are. It's our yearly Christmas episode. Yeah. So lots more tangenting. We'll be discussing our favorite podcast episodes from the year maybe some science of christmas science of father christmas where it came from that kind of thing yeah, yeah. let's i watched my first christmas it. movie last night oh yeah what was that not ever for those oh, people wondering okay. just of the year <laughs> uh klaus my housemate was klaus. like if you've not seen this you need to see this. Oh, the horror movie no the oh. uh netflix animation animated oh, movie got nominated it. for an oscar no. Oh yes, yes, yeah. And no, I have seen that. It's really good. Really good. Nice good. Animation style. The animation nice animation is style. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and now it feels slightly more like Christmas, considering I'm not much of a Christmassy person normally. No. Like, it doesn't feel like Christmas this year, and I don't know if that's no. because I've been moving around so much, uh, or I'm just old. No, I think I think there's some people that are Christmas people, and some people that aren't, and. And I was thinking Krampus, by the way. That's that was the horror movie. Yes. Um, based on the anti Father Christmas. Uh, I haven't felt Christmassy this year either. And I'm going to be putting up a Christmas tree later, and I'll put on some Christmas music. Uh, the only Christmas song that I actually like and enjoy, "Christmas Lights" by Coldplay. Um, I'll just put that on repeat <laughs> <laughs> because we've we we're just like living out of boxes still. Essentially, yeah, like we uh, don't I mean, yeah, have, of course, yeah, <laughs> we don't have just drawers. Like, we've got one wardrobe up, so my my clothes are currently on piles on the floor. Um, because <laughs> I've got nowhere to put my clothes, bloody hell, yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 why I'm not feeling very Christmassy. But we did get a Amazon order because we did a big Amazon order for um, people's Christmas gifts, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't go out, uh. And it was just easy to do it, bulk online. And the, the lady that did the uh, delivery, she came and checked who we were in beforehand. She's like, I'll just make sure that you're in because I don't want to, you know, lug this all the way down the road if you're not. And I was yeah. like, what? I was not remembered what we ordered. <laughs> she came down. There's like six massive boxes, like juggling it, like full, like clown style with the top one, like being a bit rickety. And I was That's like, quite oh funny. yeah, yeah. I remember we ordered everybody's gifts on Amazon in one go. That's quite funny. funny. Fair. Yeah. Um, in true Tom fashion, I have not finished my shopping yet. Uh, okay. We, I haven't either. So um, you're, not, you're not alone. 
Yeah, so we're recording on the on the twenty first. Um, so happy solstice day for us. Um, which is a slightly is that earlier than we normally record? Maybe later than we normally do our, our Christmassy episode, isn't it? Because uh, it will come out on the twenty third. So if you're listening, merry happy holidays. Merry happy holidays. That's <laughs> nice the new... save. Dodge that yeah. bullet. Took, took, a, <laughs> took a small nick. Yeah, when it, it passed I, I nicked you, into it. Yeah, no vitals were hit there. No. Yeah, <laughs> happy holiday. Do what you do. It's just, it's just a happy time to be to to take some time off work, celebrate whatever you celebrate. Oh, yeah. I'm just and uh, yeah, I hope you're happy when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm 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 enjoying this time of work. I'm only, I'm a week and a half in now. Oh, oh, I bet good. you are. Oh, mate, oh, I'm so jealous. I, yeah. I was counting it up oh. earlier. I think I've moved house. Like eight times in the last six months, seven months. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, granted, that means I'm traveling light wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's just a hassle. I'm so I'm kind of looking forward to after Christmas where I'll be back here and yeah. I'll just have to move around for a while. But uh, yeah, I started reading. You got me wanting to read again. Oh, good. That's what's good. You were like, oh, you got Hyperion. I was like, oh, damn it. Oh, I miss, I yeah, miss no, reading. I've, I need so, to get that out of a book. Uh, that's in a box still. So I need to get it out. I'm sure. So we'll see how that New Year's resolution goes. Yeah. Well, uh, do you remember, you, is it last year when we did the when we did our, the, uh, the podcast that shall not be named? Yeah. Um, my New Year's resolution was to read one book. Oh, so you got a few days left to complete that? No, 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 no. This was for last year. I did that quite easily. Oh, oh okay. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm like three books, four books now. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I've read many, many scientific papers. Yeah, you know what? I think that should count. That that was also. I mean, when I went to uni, there was a guy that was very, very intelligent in the year above me who did all the hacky stuff, and his 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 philosophy was to read one scientific paper a day. Yeah. And that that was his like his reading. Uh I absolutely loved it. But yeah, so I have to like set aside like reading time. Ah uh, yeah. So I uh, like Monday to Friday, <laughs> I come in, I'm like, right, emails. <laughs> read yeah. a paper or two, mm-hmm. then get into like analysis and stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I just kinda like leave it and uh, yeah. Uh, I don't I remember it was stuff like well. your neuro divergent, like I have to set aside reading time. Um, well, it may be that, but it's also good, I think, just to have like dedicated reading time. Oh, Otherwise, 100%. you just completely uh, lose track of like current literature. Yes, which I shouldn't fully, be doing. Fully agreed. During a PhD. Uh, you mean specifically for scientific papers? Oh, specifically like science yeah. papers. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, PhD critical stuff, not just sat yeah. at home on the sofa. Also, if you're sat, if, like, this is this is an interesting thing that I have witnessed people being like, they read before bed. Yeah, that's what I like, start doing. We'll, we'll go go to go to bed and start sleeping. Like, yeah, because starting to read a book when you're tired is the best way for you to really hold on to that information <laughs> that you're reading. Yeah, but it's also a very good way to wind down from like watching screens and things. Yeah, when you go from like the bathroom reading a to the book good screen. Makes me tired. <laughs> so this is the thing. So there should be you should have a bed book that you don't really care about that you're reading because 
I do not have you the know. mental capacity to have a bed book and a normal book. Well, do you remember why I had said I had an upstairs book and a downstairs book yeah, and I got yeah, ridiculed yeah. for it? Yeah, it's like that. Have an upstairs <laughs> book and a downstairs book. That's funny. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Well, let's uh, crack in on with the show, shall we? Yeah. What's I've got wanna... some uh, science of the year oh, stuff going science on. Science of the year. Maybe is, this your, some... is this like... An official, the best science of the year, or you, you think is the most important science well, of the year? Well, we've got a couple of stuff that we haven't spoke about much this year. Okay, So, cast your minds back to beginning of the year. Obviously, even now, COVID is still kicking around. We're getting a bit of a an upkick coming in. Yeah, we are. But one of the things, like, we not you don't hear about that much is how much vaccine technology has developed in this year alone. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of staggering. So normally vaccines of all different types work by delivering an infection signal, whether that's a dead part of the disease or uh, virus or something, or whether it's a live part or whatever it is. And they also um, deliver an alert signal, which wakes up the immune response. Now, over this year, we've innovated our kind of like capacity to deliver those different signals. So the awesome COVID-19 booster that we've had in the UK mm-hmm. um, is called a bivalent vaccine that targets the original strain of COVID, so the one that we're you know, trying to eradicate, but also the Omicron variant, which is one of the more deadly ones. So bivalent vaccines are pretty much just, there's no disadvantage to having them compared to the normal vaccines because they top and up, they top up, top and up, top up. <laughs> increase boost boosted boost, 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 boost your immune response yes. <laughs> and broaden the coverage of it mm-hmm. which is fairly new in terms of like the vaccine kind of things and now they are looking into and having very good or promising results with multivariant vaccines so instead of going to get like your flu jab you'll get one vaccine that covers you for the flu and like the strongest covid variant of that year Mm-hmm. So they're hoping that will come in next year, and um, it probably take longer because they won't be fast tracked. But they're looking very promising, and that would be great if we can have one like kind of vaccine that covers multiple different things. Especially if you have like yearly waves, like the flu, and COVID's mm-hmm. pretty much just going to be around forever now. Um, those kinds of things. So that's really cool, and I think we covered it very quickly in October. Um, the the Nobel Prize in Physics was given out to three incredible scientists, Alan Aspect, John mm-hmm. Clauser, and Anton Zelling- Zeilinger, for their kind of contribution to the field of quantum information science, where basically they have provided so much information over the last few decades, really, trying to fit Einstein's theory of relativity to quantum physics which we still know doesn't quite add up yet yeah but without their work we wouldn't have the kind of stuff that we have going on now with quantum computers and the mathematics that they do and that even like feeds back into like ai and things like that so really cool really cool stuff um so i thought that was just kind of worth like a quick shout out um in terms of science of the year but my favorite specific science thing of the year has to be well space related of course uh yeah it's gonna be the james james well yes that is one of them 
James Webb Space Telescope. I mean, we followed this for how long? Like, it must have been like a year or two before it was even lift, lifted off. We were mm-hmm. following it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just seeing it actually like take off and then follow the like trajectory of things and then see the first images come out. And then when it got damaged and like, we were like, oh no. And then it's fine again. Ah, oh, and like the pictures that are coming out, just absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm pretty sure my phone background just rotates two different James Webb Space Telescope pictures. Oh, really? That's yeah. Um, I've got one of the first ones up at the minute. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like three or four spiral galaxies like merging into each other. Uh, it's one of the first ones it took. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah. Just I'm, incredible. I'm, I'm, yeah. But the other one is the fact that we flew a tiny little rocket at an asteroid to alter its trajectory mm-hmm. just because we could, and it worked really, really well. Uh, that was the double asteroid redirection test or DART mission. And that was the one where they described the rocket as like two washing machines or something, like three fridges. And like to me a very it took me like actually like half an hour of research to find out how the dimensions of the thing, because everywhere was referring to it as like two fridges. But yeah, oh, I think that was really cool. And the, our first like break into interplanetary defense. Is that what you're calling it, is it? <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's how we described it in the episode we spoke about. And technically, yeah. it is not wrong. No, 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 no. Because it's the, big, the best warning system we have of things coming yeah. our way. Yeah. I see, what so, I, see. I see why. I see why. So, yeah. Have you got, like, a favourite, like, piece of science that happened or news that we spoke about that kind of stuck with you? Um, um, off the top of your dome? Because I realise this is something I, I did without saying, oh, we should do this. Start as with huge. me. Mm. Mm. Uh, not that I can remember. Do you know what? I, I seem to be really bad at like remembering science. And so yeah. I was just thinking back to this year and all the things that we've covered. There's a lot of sci- the space stuff that we've done. I've really enjoyed. Yes. Um, but I think the James Webb obviously wins purely because it's like science of a generation. Oh, it's, it's, it was like a defining event that will, once it's, we've, you know, had enough time to analyze all the data. There's a lot of awesome, incredible things that are going to come from it. So, yeah. so there was a bunch of good, good science about black holes ripping each other apart and, you know, neutrinos coming out. That was really good. Um, but I, yeah, I do think that the, the telescope, wins hands down I, th- I think that's fair and it's going to be there for such a long time as well i mean the hubble was up there for what 10 years Maybe yeah more? it's one, one of those science things where they're like oh well we'll make it there for five and then it ends up being there for 15 like oh cool yeah it's like oh that worked better than we ever intended so <laughs> yeah i think it really is one of those things that's going to give us so much information in like the years to come that was just really cool to kind of follow its progress at least for the initial phase definitely definitely and then like yeah. move Mars missions. See where, see where we're going. I think that's next year, twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three, isn't it? Yeah. When it, become, when it goes into the the right orbit for. Oh, oh if, it comes closer. I thought yeah. it was like twenty twenty four. Then every two years. Oh, see, I was going to say twenty twenty three. Then every two years, because I thought it was twenty twenty three, twenty twenty five. I think it depends which organization you look at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What year their kind of their roadmap is? Um, for those for those that don't know, it means if you make a staging area on the moon, and then want to go to Mars, 
there's a two-year cycle of when it's close enough to be the shortest distance between the moon and Mars. Yeah, it's like kind of like when the, the, the planets line up, let's say. Essentially, yeah. Um, two Stark space companies, Relativity and Impulse, announced today that they are teaming up to launch the first commercial mission to Mars in 2024, uh, years before the first potential trip by the more established SpaceX. So I think, yeah, 2024 is the year where it seems to be closest. Okay. Um, next Earth, Mars, closeness. <laughs> I don't know. What? 2287. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> that ain't right in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What cool. have you got then, mate? What's on the docket for you today? What the docket you... for me, I had a bit about yeah. some news. Um, okay. I'll, I'll briefly cover that. Uh, then I got some, some Christmas jokes and then some Christmas science, Santa Claus science. <laughs> oh, I, I am ready. Uh, favorite episodes. And we got some bit on our on Spotify Unwrapped. Wrapped? Yeah. Spotify Wrapped, not Unwrapped. Wrapped. We're going to unwrap <laughs> our Wrapped. So essentially, the news today is about a small, a small girl who is critically ill with heart failure. Um, but she's now doing well after receiving some umbilical cord stem cells in the first case oh. of its kind to, to fix her, not 100% fix her heart, but fix the, the majority of issues. So this uh, small girl from Germany inherited a form of pulmonary arterial hypertension um, or high blood pressure in the arteries of the lung. Uh this causes the uh, malformation of the blood vessels in the lungs, leading to progressively and usually fatal heart failure. Uh, now age six, doctors have recommended the girl have lung transplants uh, at three years old. But they, um, but instead of that, they gave her an experimental treatment, uh, which used uh, harnessed even stem cells from the umbilical cord of the girl's sister which her parents gave permission to throw, freeze at the time. So she had a sister, and at the time that they gave birth, they, they froze the stem cells. Yeah. Uh, the cells were then grown in a dish. Periodically, the uh, nutrient liquid was then bathed in it to get it to, to grow, I guess. Um, and then after enough liquid had accumulated... It was infused into blood vessels into the girl's lungs and heart over six months. Um, and the girl, who was previously breathless at rest and could only walk slowly, gradually improved over the following months and now has no limitations in her exercising capacity. She also grew 10 centimeters taller that day. No, uh, within the first three months of treatment, having That's previously had no growth. Wild. In height. Yeah, stem cells, mate. Crazy That's stuff. That's crazy. Crazy things. Um, she still has some high blood pressure in the lungs and may need some further treatment in the future, but as it stands, she ain't going to die and she's, she's, you know, on track to... A lot more manageable. Yeah. At least those treatments. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, fair play. Holy. Experimental science. I was was wondering, like, next year, what the big science break is going to be. And, you know, it could be stem cells. Probably going to be more AI, but it could could also be stem cells. AI is on a train at the minute. I mean... AI just released, like, just discovered new uh, antibiotic antibiotics that we had no idea about before. 
So huh? it is on a roll. Um, not, yeah, that's, that's wicked. I'm surprised, like, stuff like that hasn't been done before, but it must be so hard to find, you know, umbilical stem cells, yeah, of, like a matching this, patient mm-hmm. uh, when they're needed and that, that kind of thing. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is just like, it was very fortunate that they had another kid and that they froze the, the stem cells. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Bloody, that's just like full on regeneration. Yeah. I mean, it's slow, but it's regeneration. <laughs> Very slow. Three month, three month long generation. I mean, fair play. That's wicked. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's cool. All <laughs> right. You want to crack on with some Christmas jokes? How festive are uh... we feeling? Oh, so uh, so what was Santa's favourite subject in school? I don't know. Chemistry? Because of the tree bit. But these aren't oh, good. Oh, there not we good. go. I was waiting for that to click and I was like... Uh, I, I didn't want to have to do like the chemist tree i didn't want to do that so i I said it quite fluently yeah no that's fair um that's just me there's another one that you may struggle with um (laughs) what's the difference between the christmas alphabet and the ordinary alphabet i don't know what is the difference the uh the christmas alphabet has noel haha I got that one quick. I was like, no L. And I was like, alphabet. Oh, I, I was like, what's an alphabet? And then I was like, wait, no L. Yeah, okay. <laughs> an alphabet. That's an insight into my brain there. Alphabet. <laughs> an alphabet without an L is alphabet. Oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fish with no eyes. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. There's another one, but I'm not going to do it because it impedes on my favorite joke of all time. Oh, okay. Would you like to tell your favourite joke of all time instead? Sure. I think, I think we've done this before and it kind of doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting Moo! cow. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I love about that most is how much you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. People never expect it because they're like, oh, yeah, the dot knock joke. We're going to get like a not interrupting cow. And then you just punch him in the face with words, not physical. With, uh, okay. No physical violence here. But we punch Only him in the face with words. Only if they consent. Yeah. But even that, that's a, that's a great area for the law. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave Do you know, back there, in like the, ni- the, yeah, the, the early, uh, late 80s, early 90s, they tried to put people that were into like BDSM away. What, in jail? Yeah, because they, it, there was a grey area around the law around if you could consent to being physically harmed. Okay. Because they were like, no, you just can't, you can't assault people. And it's just like, okay, well, where's the line between, you know, BDSM, physical harm, abuse? Um, because there was a guy that was obviously with his wife very much into it. And I think he they tried to send him to jail because they were like, no, you just you're just abusing your wife, and he's like, no, no, she she's consented, and it is it's a difficult one to do, really, because. Yeah. But I, I can think see how that situation could be abused. 
Yes, that, that, that's Very the reason quickly, why it is a the big same area, time, like, area. People are into that. Yeah. So, yeah. Then there's like the uh, coercion was there. So, yeah, yeah, she's written and said things and like that kind of stuff. How do you prove it? Gray area. Big gray area. Big Massive issues. gray area. Yeah, that's. But yeah. coming back to Ho Ho Ho, Father Christmas. Um, how does he do it, Tom? Well, first of all, who is Father Christmas? This is very, I really realize this is very Western. Yeah. So, St. Uh, Nick, good old St. Nicholas. Um, yeah. We have a St. Nicholas Road here. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. I noticed that the other day. I was like, oh, that's festive. <laughs> Once a year. But it's yeah. just like that all the time. So, you know, <laughs> it, 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 that road never changes. Um, See, I didn't realise, because I thought uh, Father Christmas was based on St. Nick, but the modern version of Father Christmas is based on a Dutch le- legend of uh, Sinterklaas. Oh, yeah, good old Sinter. Um, who was a kind and generous man who gave uh, gifts to children during, during the holiday season. Oh. Um, well, that, make, that makes a bit more sense, considering, like, uh, Christmas, in my view has become a lot more commercialized and less more especially in the western world it's a bit more for obviously religious people it has very religious significance yeah like in italy for example where i've been the past couple of christmases you know there is a lot of religion going on there but especially like in the uk it feels less like a religious holiday and more like a just a time of year to get together and be with like family and friends and celebrate yeah i mean definitely this year so in that sense the like Christmas from Sinterklaas, the Father Christmas like taken from the urban legend of the the Dutch thing is seems like a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Indeed, than uh, Saint Nick himself, who I, d- I do think gave out presents as well, though he did. Yeah, I, I've heard to, to the paupers. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm eager to see how he did it, mate. What's what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, you so this is blue powder. So oh, I've heard it's an option. Yeah. So some scientists actually did some like maths to work out how, how theorize how he could possibly do it, but they worked out with the amount of average houses there could be potentially in the world, he would have to spend 130 microseconds per home okay. to get through it in the evening. Um, which in the evening, but isn't there like, does he just like follow the dark side of the earth around? Yeah, there's still a max amount of time, though, isn't there? Well, that's true, say, true, say. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not dark forever on the same day, is it? No. Yeah. Well, depends where you are, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true, Alaska. Um, which means that you have to be going 77 kilometers per second uh, to rest and then back to 77 kilometers per second again. So. That You've would... got to have some serious bone structure to survive this, that. So this is it. So that is um, one billion Gs. <laughs> if you're looking for the <laughs> like, how what he's pulling there, which you would be the, he's the just same made of jelly. Well, maybe, maybe uh, that would be the same force as Santa as on Santa stacking three skyscrapers on top of him. What a hench, dude. Yeah. So. Which also proposes issues with the 
to compensate for his blood flowing normally because you would have issues at that sort of speed you need a pressurized suit so that's why he has the red suit it's not just a color choice oh it's a special pressurized suit combined with a biological turbine system uh that's far more powerful than the human heart so it's actually santa could be a cyborg here this could be it um is it red because it's blood Oh yeah, maybe maybe it's just like clear. Is that clear. what you were saying? No, oh, that wasn't what I was saying. I was saying it was like oh, okay. an Iron, Iron Man mecha suit who oh, just picks red. Right, it's cool. Feel you. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which <laughs> he'd be tra- traveling as fast as meteors if you didn't know <laughs> at that speed. That's pretty wild. And they burn up, so he would ha- he would suffer the same thing, surely. So, oh, well, another yeah. reason to have the suit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we're thinking right. Uh, what is the extent of magic going on here? Yeah. Because so, he's accelerating very quick. Like, surely does he need a suit if he's just got magic? Don't don't start down the magic rabbit hole, Tom. We'll be, we'll be arguing semantics of which universe of science fiction <laughs> you're pulling magic from, or if it's well, just that's magic. Right. The real one, mate. The real, the real universe of magic. Obviously. So, yeah, if he was a high-level wizard... From D and D, like a level twenty one, he could potentially do it with lots of dimension doors and never running out of spell slots. True. Um, or maybe his all the elves that make the presents are level twenty wizards, and so maybe. they dimension door him around because he'd run out of spell slots pretty rapidly. Yeah, yeah. All pixies. He got he got yes. a bunch of pixies, and then each elf makes eight pixies, and they yeah. dimension door him around and disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. There we go. Pretty much, pretty much sorted. sorted. We or, solved Christmas. Yeah, or it's like, I guess, the wizarding world of Harry Potter that we've <laughs> debated a lot. Yeah. They can just... just, just I, I, See, this is what I don't get, right? They, they use owls to transport letters long distances, but then they can, like, send them magically. Because in the Ministry of Magic, they send them via, like, the... Like using, like little memo yeah, it's the moment the moment instead of using owls because of the, the owl poo, they use uh the memo system. But could you not just do that long distance? Also, who's doing the concentration for those memo systems? We, we've talked about this before about the concentration versus the instant cast in the Harry, the Harry Potter world. Well, yeah, well, I don't think we spoke about that specifically because I don't think you need to hold concentration on yes. a spell. Th- this is all what the confuses time. It really me. depends, like animating a piece of paper for like you know that kind of transfiguration and whenever we see the transfiguration classes both in the books and in the thing uh there's it doesn't seem to be like sustained it's like energy goes into producing the actual spell and the spell is done and then depending how powerful the spell was that kind of denotes how long the effect takes lasts for it's less of a you maintain concentration. It's more of a okay, how much energy did you put in at the start? Yeah, okay, there is that because there's a, there's certain scenes where like um, with Snape in the they're doing potions and he's got like things uh, automatically stirring. Yeah. Hey, that could be a potentially trauma in the cauldron. I've just realised that like stirs things instantly. But 
there's 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 scenes where there's individuals that are like stirring it manually with their wands which i'm like what is the fucking point if you're gonna stir it manually with your wand use your hand you dickhead um but there's times where they're, they're like, he's got like 10 going at once now the argument is does he have to do the spell does it last a certain amount of time does it just keep doing it until he stops like what's um, going on there? I, I imagine once you're like a pretty powerful wizard, right? You just like right. You could just either set it to go. That's probably not going to take a lot of your magic to stir like a cup of tea, right? Because you in the I think mm. the third one, Harry turns up to the pub and you see a guy spin like stirring his cup of tea with his finger. Yes. Um. So I don't imagine that takes like a lot of time of energy, but I imagine you could also kind of program it right. 10 stairs clockwise, 10 stairs counterclockwise, because that's important when you're doing potions, obviously. Um, and then to, like, stop. I imagine that wouldn't be that hard to do if you've been stirring potions for four years, like Snape. I think Snape's probably been stirring potions for longer than four years, mate. 40, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know how old Snape is, canonically. Um... I was trying to work it out because I mean if was... Harry is like 17 16 yeah and his pet and his Snape was the same age as Lily yeah thinking his mum was in her 40s wouldn't be outrageous uh, no I think she was younger than that because they, they say when the war was and the war was when Could How old was Snape in the first book? Was only 32 years old when Harry went to Hogwarts for the first time and 38 when he, so, hashtag spoilers, bit the dust. Uh, thir- so 32 minus, is it, was it 16? Well, 11 when Harry first turned up. Yeah, so 23. 21? Oh, no. 21 minus 11. Yeah. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't get that in, the, in our D&D session that we... we yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking, where did I hear that recently? I swear it was with you. Yeah. That's, fair. That's funny. So, yeah, so James and Lily were 21, but when they were cut down in the prime of line. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, how did we get here, sorry? Uh, how did Santa, we get Santa Claus. Santa, Santa, using, right, ma- yeah, Santa yeah. using magic. Maybe he could just yeah. apparate. Maybe he just apparated. There's, there also is that. And use then, like a time turner. Time turner. You know what? There's so many... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> i got issues. Let's not ruin the Christmas the magic. That's, a, that's its own episode. We so will come back to this. The time turner is one of those plot holes that just uh, gripes me so aggressively. <laughs> like... Oh, it's a children's book, mate. You can't, It's one of those things you kind of go, okay, yeah, that exists. It's annoying, but uh, what, what can you do? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Go on. Get mm. get your gripe out. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. No, no. I'll keep my, I'll keep my We're gripe. here now. If there's there's so okay, within the Harry Potter world, there are many BS magical artifacts that they're handing out to children. To children. Uh and they're just like, yeah, okay, just use them with the bounds. But 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 they, they fully break any sort of like world not world building, but essentially they can just be like, okay, this is busted, I can break everything. One being the time turner that 
essentially they could have just gone kept going back in time and doing anything because there's no limit to how far back you can go well that that is explained to us because they never try it maybe there is we just don't know about it okay but as it's described i know okay. i know you always take the it isn't described so therefore it, it, there's a reason but i don't i don't buy into that okay, um that's fair there's the the map marauder's map yeah the marauder's map again god level artifact um also privacy issues then they, they give harry the, 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 didn't you remember having to sign your like gdpa as you arrived at hogwarts <laughs> yeah, yeah. specifically stating marauder's map can tell where you are yeah, yeah. um the you invis- want your information to be shared invisibility cloak again god level artifact one of the hallows uh, well, I mean, yeah, that, that's explained why it's a god-level artifact. Yeah, the Philosopher's Stone as well. There's like yeah. Harry, Harry will have that. Um, it's just there's just so many things that are like, oh yeah, we'll just we'll hand these out once, uh, and then they'll they just if used with any sort of intelligence, you'll be like, okay, cool. Using the time turner, we're going to go back and. Because it's it's not just it's not just the use of as a child. If you had the time turner, you as a wizarding police task force, because you know chronology oh, magic exists, you could just be like, okay, any bad event or anything that's going to happen, we can use the time turner to go back and preemptively stop it. Which there's a lot of efficacies around that, but they're you know they're wizards. There's a lot of unethical things that happen, like getting children to fight in a war. We're not going to be just going to scoot straight past that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child soldier. Um, so yeah. I mean, a fair play. Yeah, I get it. Like if you're like an aura and you're like, well, instead of going to fight these people, why don't I just go back in time and stop these people doing it beforehand? Yeah. But then you enter the whole like total recall thing where it's like, That's why how I said do you that prove they're going to do the bad thing in the first place? It's not, it's not just like we've used simulations to work it out. It's like this bad thing did happen. But if you and go then back we and change it, then it didn't the time happen. Term. Yeah, but you definitely know they would have, they would have done it. It's maybe, not like we, it's not like we've simulated that you're going to do it. You did do it, and you've caused us to come back. That is the that is the difference in that yeah. for me. So it's really interesting, kind of like uh, thing. So the book I'm reading at the minute, what's paradoxes though? Is the Lycanius trilogy? Have you heard of this? No. Basically, the premise is that some people, you know, there's like a whole magic system, and it's kind of like, you know, high fantasy type book but some people can tell the future and it always always comes true so like where does like free will kind of step into it there and like who has the right to do that and then obviously you have the protagonist and antagonist trying to stop this being a thing maybe um so that they can get free will back and those kinds of things so it's a really interesting kind of like thing. It's like if you go back and then you give them a second chance in the same scenario, how do you know they're going to make the same decision? So let's say you time turned and you went back, right? And maybe they didn't make the same decision that time. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because they've done it once in the future. Yeah. You just go back to a point where they're too far down the line. You've got them. So this is the thing. If you've got the time turner, you can essentially go back and catch them red handed every time. You're not going back and killing them as a child. You're going back, you know, 
Oh, half okay. an hour, an hour, eight hours to the point that it's about to happen, then you can preemptively stop them. Yeah, you, that's you, fair. You set up an ambush when they're about to, you know, kill the person, blow up the Ministry of Magic, that kind of thing. And you go, yeah. actually, no, we've been waiting here the whole time. But then you don't tell anybody about this task force. You just say the Ministry's really good at its, its threat intelligence. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Isn't there some laws about, like, against using the time turner? Probably, but... Who gives a fuck? Like, it's so stupid. Like, oh yeah, we've got this powerful artifact that it can essentially stop, I don't know, Voldemort from coming back, but we're not going to use it because the eagles... Well, apparently they had a limit of travelling back a maximum of five hours, which is the determined safety limit to a person and the fabrics of time. So the fabrics of time is actually a thing, like Doctor Who style in the, the, the wizarding world. That doesn't make sense though, because... I'm pretty sure Hermione it has goes an hour back. reversal charm placed into them by the Ministry of Magic. Okay, so it's a charm that's created. So they essentially could create one that goes back further. Sorted. Yeah, but they're saying Sorted. humans cannot survive more than five hours back in time. Is what it that is. That seems like a bit of a cop out to me. Yeah, one hundred percent cop out. So, <laughs> and that's on the website. I don't think uh, she who shall not be named uh, ever explained that. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we've had a Harry Potter heavy couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. Talking about um, time, because that's what time. we're talking about. We're talking about Santa and time. Uh, some people at the some clever people at the North Carolina State University pondered the issue for a long time, and they suggest that Santa exploits features of the theory of relativity such as having a clock on his sleigh that will tick more slowly relative to the clocks in the homes that he visits ah that's good uh yeah so he's seeing things at a slower perspective compared to the rest that's because that's how which makes sense because he's moving so quick theory relatively works if a quick snapshot it's the somebody on a train looking at somebody passing by and because of the relativity of the speed and the time, it looks like they're not moving. There we go. Sorted. Isn't that how Ice Nine came up with it initially? I think so. It was in the classroom. I can't remember. I watched a document, documentary on it on, once and I think that's how it was. Cause he said, Sounds like, plausible. Yeah, because he said like if you were sat on the train watching somebody out of the window and it was going fast enough, it looks like they're not moving. To put that on a grand scale. Yeah. Um, some may have speculated that he's using warp drive. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, some have said that he's using exotic materials, creating a space-time short called wormholes. I feel like wormholes from house to house is just a bit much. <sighs> well, it's a Santa. But that's my uneducated opinion on the matter, so you know. Um, or quantum teleportation, like Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Could be a bit more difficult than people realise, though. Yeah, so. I think so, especially with the timing it might take. But if he's mm-hmm. speed of light travelling anyway, then issue sorted. Yeah. Another, another thing that people struggled with is how is he carrying around vast amounts of numbers of presents with him? Yeah. Or does he not... Uh, this is this was a an idea that I was like this is an incredibly incredibly intelligent idea, um, but it was 
Sansa doesn't actually carry around the presents with him. He has uh, nanomachines that grow them out of soot particles. Oh, that's cool. So he actually grows the presents atom by atom out of things he finds along the way, such as like snow, dirt, and then 3D prints them. He has like grey goo for making presents. Yeah, essentially. That's pretty wicked. All the, uh, the, what's it called? The Love, Death and Robots episode. Have you seen that one? Where the, it's not Santa, it's this weird abomination creature that goes into the homes of the people and then sniffs the children and then throws up the gift. Have you not seen that? I think I think I've seen all of them. Love to know what's what Santa really is. Yes, I have seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that was a bit weird. Great idea. Very cool though. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like, that. What if like if he's teleporting everywhere, why wouldn't he just open like a little dimension door, stick his hand in, and pull out the toy? Like wouldn't wouldn't he just have like a put carrier like a teleportation? If that was the case, though. Goes back to the North Pole. If, if building into that idea, if that was the case, why would he ever leave the North Pole, though? Because he could essentially do that and just poke poke the presence. Oh through. well, that would be that would be simpler, wouldn't it? Yeah, he just creates like a little, and that's why you, you can never see him. Just puts his hand through like a little portal and dro- drops the presence off. Yeah. But how does that explain him drinking the milk and eating uh, a bite of a mince pie? Um. Well, he just does that whilst he's there. He just moves the portal around. Flowing yeah. hand style, mage hand style, just goes grabs yes. it, goes, goes grabs it, and it's like an open portal, right? So we can just stick his head through, grab the biscuits. Yeah, I mean, it probably takes a lot of energy to keep all of that, like you know, light speed thing oh, going. So I just realized that's probably why he needs so many biscuits. Yeah. and milk. Also, that is a good source of magical energy, I reckon. If you have got such a large, so I'm, I'm thinking like in the North Pole, there's like a massive mechanical structure where he's had to build these machines you've got the cooling there to also run it because you know the environment yeah that's why he picked the north pole oh solved solved sorted santa solved (laughs) um building on this as well how does he know where all the children live and what gifts they want Mm, well magic anyway so there's an idea that there's a technique called magnetoencophilography, which uses a superconducting quantum interface device that can detect minute magnetic fields generated by the crackle of brain activity. And there's been hypothesized that Santa has one of these sophisticated signal processing methods that could filter the data out of the brain of the child and ascertain uh what they want it's like a high-tech mind reading does it also ascertain if they've been good or bad yeah essentially you could you could you could ascertain if they've been naughty or nice oh that's it isn't it yeah naughty and nice not yeah because how how are you you know there's a big moral quandary about what you know good or bad is subjectively reckon he changes it each year probably yeah have you been making really bad TikToks? Right, naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Did been? Did you go outside when you know you COVID positive? Yeah. <laughs> naughty list. <laughs> Definitely. 
definitely the case. Um, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Right, any, any more Santa? No, that's it, that's it for my Santa hypothesis. That's quite good. That I like that. Yeah. Um, one of the things we normally do, which we hadn't done this year yet, was a music episode where we go through our Spotify, Spotify rap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we could, we could quickly do that. Both because it's always an interesting one, and mine this year was not what I expected at all. Mm-hmm. So I listened to seventeen thousand minutes, just under seventeen. Yeah. Oh, that's poor. I know. I was like, oh, where? What happened this year? What did I do? <laughs> I think it was mainly because I was not like the years before. I've been like sat at uni or ah, working at home, whereas mm-hmm. this year I've been out a lot. Um. I only played apparently 1,645 different songs. But uh, I have quite a good ratio because 1,571 of those different songs were different artists. Okay, that's good. So yeah. I didn't really listen to, I don't know, two songs from a single artist many times. Uh, I think mine was the opposite. But I don't know where I, I've got. I've got it up on my phone, but I don't know where I've I've got it. So oh, okay, I can't. I haven't got that breakdown for you. Top songs, pretty boring. Uh mine. Were... Anyone's heard from many of these? Yeah. No, my my top song is that was a banger. Um, mine is from some really obscure Italian rap artist called Io Sonorama. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Outer China Roses. You heard of China Roses? No, I have not. Begin by letting go, Etherwood. Yes, classic. Oh. What? What? Absolutely slap. That little drum Go listen line. to that. That little drum line. Yeah, it's absolutely tasty. <laughs> Feed on that for breakfast. Yeah. Right. Now the embarrassing bit. Top artist. Oh, you you, you probably guess mine. Happens the same every year. Top artist for you. Yeah. It's not Mr. Yay, is it? Yeah, Kanye West. Oh. Uh, specifically the Graduation album. Okay. <laughs> That's Se- fair. Second? Uh, this is this has always been the set. This is, this is pretty much not some non-movers this year. You can guess. I reckon you got it. Enter Shikari. Yes, well done. Okay, moving on. Third. <laughs> Third. <laughs> this is different, though. But you like this band a lot. Everything, everything. Yeah, everything, everything. Yeah. Ooh. Fourth, could you get this? Possibly. I do listen to them a lot. And my favourite album of all time is from this this artist. Oh, shit. Avenged Sevenfold? No, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. My favourite uh. album is Stadium Arcadium. Absolutely. All tall bangers. And then um uh, I, I'm impressed I got three of those to be honest. Yeah, so I, that's, uh, that's pretty good. And then the last yeah. one is um Apex Twins. Because oh, I, I, I Oh mate, you, you would have done. You would there's um the song is Alberto Balsam Balsam. Okay. Uh I'll put it on my list. Put it on your list. Uh yeah, it's it's a chill song. But I, right. I played that way too much. So I played fifty five thousand minutes Ooh. of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair um but, my, but the, the, my my top five songs were uh alberta balsam by abitunes then work life imbalance by c418 which is the same 
does the uh i'm pretty sure i think i know them minecraft music yeah um which is funny <laughs> then my third one is um all i wanted by paramore yeah and then stuck down the wrong rabbit hole by mr tree which is one of those nobody knows what that is and then swoon by um petri which is a band that i saw who were supporting the orchards in bristol oh nice yeah one thing that they included this year, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, is the what your morning started with and you seized the day with and you embraced oh, the night yes. have you got, Have you got yours? Um, I have. Oh, Let me just get them out if Jeez. you want to go so through yours. My morning started with Royal Core. I don't even know what that is. Okay. And Minimalist Chill. That's... Yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I seized the day with hardcore angst. <laughs> that, that is you to a T. And chill, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just like hardcore funny. angst and chill. Yeah, which must have been Paramore and um, the other one that I said. Okay. And then I embraced the night with amped, bittersweet and exciting. Okay. Yeah. So I started my morning with hype, lit, intense. <laughs> nice, nice. Seize the day with creative, chill energy. Yeah. Always and embrace the night with pumpkin spice, reflective, sentimental. <laughs> pumpkin spice. You're, ba- you're basic. You're basic. I think, like, that just must mean because, like, in the evening, I'm just listening to, like, euphoric, like, dance songs. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, right, my top five artists. If you could get number one, I would be very surprised. Uh, you know, you always listen to loads of different things, though. Not like Ethan Right, would. number five, High Contrast. Oh, I was, I was about to go through just like EDM people. Yeah, High Contrast, Etherwood, all that kind of stuff. Um, Etherwood's number three. Uh, no more EDM people. No more EDM people? No. Oh. Number four is someone you had, who I like very much. Uh, everything, everything. Yeah. Number two... You felt like a fat child in a... Push down, trying to find your way home. Yeah. Try to find <laughs> um Chasing Status, number two. Oh, that is EDM. Uh, I'd say it's more drum and bass. Electronic dance music. They do they've done more electronic music and dance music than drum and bass. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember listening to them that much to be honest. Right. Number one. I don't know if this is correct. I, to, to be honest, I am absolutely staggered. This is my number one artist. So you can go check. If people didn't know, there's there's a lot of Spotify. Um, you can use the Spotify API in different uh, like programs online. So you can actually go find the, the actual list, the, your proper list. Because if people don't know, the Spotify, when it creates your top 100 songs, it curates it. It's not the actual list of top 100 songs. Yeah. Because if mine was my top 100 songs, I would have like like 10 to 20 would just be like Stadium Arcadium, just like in order, because I listen to albums in order. So it, it creates uh, it and yeah, like it, an removes, it removes things and moves things around. So, yeah. Yeah. So my top artist is Post Malone. Post Malone? Really? Yeah. Apparently, oh. but I don't remember listening to him that much. I think I have one liked Post Malone song. I must have just had Rockstar on repeat. But uh, yeah, that's a, that was a surprise to me. 
less embarrassing than last year, I seem to remember, though. Oh, my, 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 do you want my embarrassing thing for this year? Uh, yeah. I listened to 4,607 minutes of Kanye West. That, and that, oh, wow. And that puts me in the top 0.5% of listeners. That is tragic. Yes, mate. Good music. Good music. Good old music. I listened to 5,000 minutes of podcasts. See, I, I didn't have that because I don't listen to that much podcasts, which is funny. Oh. But if I do, I uh, don't listen to podcasts. Pods. Nadpod. Ugh. Ugh. Dungeons and Daddies. Ugh. Sounds a lot more sexual than it is. It is not. Uh, diary of a CEO. That's the, uh, I don't. Know, I, I YouTube that. I YouTube. So this that. is the thing. A lot of the stuff that I I watch and listen to, like the D and D stuff, Dimension Twenty, that isn't on Spotify. That's uh, uh that's true. Yeah. So sort of thing. Also, I listen to a lot of CDs in the car when I'm driving now. I realised. Oh really? So yeah, because when I'm doing like short hops, like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, I'll just like back on a CD. So I've listened to the Orchards album way, 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 way more than probably. Yeah, okay, that's before. fair. Yeah. Bringing this to the podcast, though, we've got some podcasts. If, if people out there didn't know, uh, podcasts also get a wrapped. And this year, as the, as the year we started, we've got some we've got some numbers on the doors. May the 4th. Yeah, that's when we started. What are we now? 21st of December, 23rd by the time this goes out. Yeah. So eight months? Yeah, eight wow. months. Eight months. So I'll probably go through some stats for you. Got the stats here. We, yeah, yeah. we created 1,660 minutes of new content this year. Wow. Yeah. We have chatted a lot. We have chatted a lot. And do you know what? That's, that's more than 98% of all other creators in the science category. The things that we do. <laughs> so if you want to put in perspective about <laughs> how much we've, we've created... Um, you will not run out of content no, anytime there's, soon, there's especially so if you're much. just turning up. If you just turned up, go back, listen to it. Yeah. Um, uh, Watch our form take shape. <laughs> form us with us. <laughs> uh, yeah. You never know. Maybe next year we'll have a new uh, logo. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, our most listened to episode was the gravitational time dilation. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, 20. Oh, sorry, 20. 213% more streams than our average episodes. Wow, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a fun episode. It was a fun, brain-melty episode. Always is. Yes. Gravitational time dilation. I came away from that questioning my own sanity. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, the amount of countries that we were listened to in, it's the right English, 15 countries. Uh, we don't have the full list, like they did last year, which is a bit of a shame, but our top countries were the United Kingdom, the United States, Ireland, Denmark, and Norway. Oh, Norway, man. I want to go visit Norway. Love so, Norway. If you're there, hit me up. Thumbs, thumbs, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened between the 3rd and the 9th of July, but we had 132% more listeners compared to our average week on that. Maybe that was when the gravitational time dilation went out. That would make sense. Maybe, yeah. Correlation is not causation. Yeah. Um, Something about the fans, so that you listeners out there, uh, our podcast was in the top 20% most shared globally. Ooh. Which is pretty good. But what I thought was really interesting is we are share when people share our podcast, which we appreciate everybody that shares our podcast. Thank you very much. Um, 94% of the sharing is done via a direct link. It's not done, it? not done by Facebook, WhatsApp, or other. It's done by a direct link. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So it's an interesting breakdown. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you to anyone and everyone who shared. And I guess this is a good opportunity just to thank everyone who's ever tuned in, who's yeah. listening right now. I mean, we enjoy, well, I enjoy speaking to you and rambling to our heart's content. <laughs> and the fact that other people seem to enjoy that and want to listen as, yeah. as well is beyond me. We're your mates. So, yeah. Down the pub. Thank you. <laughs> Imagine that you're sat in a pub just listening to us chat. Yeah. And if you want to get involved, DMs always open. Yeah. We've had loads of DMs this year. Yeah, it's been good to like chat with people, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just to start like a conversation mm. and kind of bring to light things you wouldn't know. Science without making about. it so super sciencey that you can't get involved. Collaboration. Yeah. Stop collaborate and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah, that's um, that's that's. We can, that, that's pretty good. Wrap, the thing is that I swear it gets worse every year, but um, so. That, that that's all the, the stats i said before it gave us a whole list of every single country but it is what it is that was a we different get a time. separate list of countries as well um through our directory which gives us a slightly different outlook than spotify alone does no, spotify, so I the, the top uk united 14. states canada india germany are top five what is that from yeah. the thingy yeah so that's vastly incorrect india is only one on a is number 14 on the list on Spotify. Oh. So there, yeah. there must not be some uh, congruent sharing of data between our directory and yes, Spotify then. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Either way, thank you again to everyone who's decided to tune in around the world. I guess uh, we'll start to wrap it up there as we're over the hour anyway. We are, yes. So yeah, happy holidays. Thanks for coming on this journey with us this year. Yeah. And, uh, this is we'll uh, us work on some things and see what we have coming off. next year. Yeah, for the the winter break, but there won't be. Try to work out. Uh, maybe the fourth, maybe after the maybe the fifth. We'll okay, be back for the fifth. Take a couple of week break, maybe. Yeah. So don't expect. Oh, I am uh, abroad. Ooh. For our next release, so I won't be able to record. Well, we'll, oh, that's fair. We'll be back. I will be traveling as well this entire next week. So expect one on the sixth. Let's go with that. Sixth. Oh, I'd say maybe even twelfth, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Yes, we shall. We shall. All right, that will bring us to a wrap. And uh, if you can, one last time for the year, share this with your friends, families, co-workers, scientists, dog. Every listen counts. Mm-hmm. If you want more information, fun science, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InformationEntropyPod, and of course, whichever direction you're listening to this right now, if you can give us a rating, a share, a follow, a like, it all helps absolutely massively. So, yeah, happy holidays, have a good one, stay safe, travel safe. Travel safe, stay safe. Keep all a secret. of the above. Keep it safe. Yeah. Presents, that, that is, that's <laughs> the presents. Keep the presents safe. <laughs> Good old Gandalf. Good old Gandalf. Peace. Never know.